This is the Living in Clarity Podcast. I'm Coach Bradner. This is Rabbi Conspiro. Rabbi, this is a very hard time here to be in Israel right now with the world going on with Hamas. What are the implications for the Jewish world? Well, it's a big wake-up call. I mean, it's amazing how when this when it hit the fan, suddenly everyone's right into me. They're very, you know, they feel, on one hand, people feel in the diaspora, even if you're not living in a place where there's a massive anti-Israel rally going on, uh, that they, we support Israel. We feel bad for our brothers and sisters. The conflict makes us put our differences aside and all focus on, in, our, in, our, in the heart of hearts, most Jews are very connected to Israel, even if they've never even been here or not very Jewishly observant. But there's a deeper unease going on now that people recognize that this is something that's going to affect me. You see, like, for instance, immediately after, on two weeks ago on, on, on Saturday, when this was all coming out, this is right when it's fresh. The images, Israel had even that any counter-strikes yet, really. And they have a rally in Sydney, Australia, by the Opera House, where there's gas the Jews. hundreds, yeah, they're screaming gas the Jews. So it's making Jews uncomfortable. They immediately call America for a huge increase in security around Jewish institutions and synagogues and schools. So I think most Jews are waking up, whether they're right-wing, left-wing, Republican, Democrat, Reform, conservative, orthodox, ultra-orthodox, that we're all of this together. Maybe Israel is in the front line, but this is a battle that affects the whole world. Yeah. Because if Israel doesn't stop what's going on, this is going to spread to the rest of the world. It is. And then people really need to understand, I've been saying this for years, that anti-Semitism hides behind a lot of excuses that have been going back for thousands of years. We killed God's son, we poisoned wells, we're in league with the devil, we control the world's economy, seismic activities, solar flares, we trigger tsunamis in Southeast Asia that drowned Indonesia with tidal waves, released sharks into the Red Sea to destroy Egyptian tourism, send vultures to spy on Saudi Arabia, we stole Iran's cloud cover, we have a space laser, we control Hollywood. These are all excuses. People have believed though. But bottom line is, What's really going on well, is this, we do control Hollywood. You know, that's true. It's not And the bank. And it's because you'll be nice to us. Well, by the way, they're only doing that because they have nowhere else to go. By the way, I'll start. But I, I, to digress for a minute, I always say when I'm, when I'm giving that example, if people believed even 10% of what they do about us, they would never mess with I know. It's crazy. Two mess with people who control the animal kingdom, the weather, seismic activity, the world yeah. banks, and the governments. Yeah. No, they don't. It's, it's, it's a clear sign that they really don't believe any of this stuff. But also the final, this is the really t- massive takeaway message that the, you know, Israel bashing is one of the final excuses that anti-Semitism is hiding behind. And how do we know it's true, by the way? We know it's true because when are the greatest spikes in anti-Semitism around the world? When Israel is fighting wars in Gaza. Yeah. You know, Jews who are like less than 2% of the population of America are targets of about 60% of the religious-based hate crime in America. That's disproportionate amount of hatred is being focused on Jews. And I remember a few years ago, we had the last little mini-Gaza war. You know, you have people uh, in Pico Robertson, the Jewish hood of LA, you know, Jews being attacked as they're sitting in restaurants and cafes on the street. And then you have a a convoy of, of, of Muslims driving through Northwest London, Golders Green on loudspeakers murder the Jews and rape their women. And now we just saw it happen. Yeah. So this absolutely, it, it, the the first couple of minutes of one of these rally, rallies, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, will be about, you know, Ju- you know, Jewish genocide, occupation. By the way, it's all a lie built on a lie built on a lie that we're the foreign occupiers. We're not. We're the indigenous population. We came to Israel 1,900 years before any Muslim showed up in the land of Israel in the 7th century. You know, 
so many lies built here. There never was a Palestinian state. All that political stuff aside, you know, before we occupied any territory, they were trying to kill us. From 1948, every time Israel has offered 48 after 67 war, we'll give you the territory back, just make peace. No. Whenever any Arab country has said they'll make peace with us, we give back land for peace, which is the only country in the world that does that. We fight wars. We don't start for our own defense and survival. We win the war. We're treated as if we're the aggressors and lost and have to give stuff up, which in the Middle East is the worst paradigm to follow. If you give stuff up in the Middle East, the Middle Eastern mentality is you're weak. You should be demanding stuff from me. But all that nonsense and excuses and smokescreen aside, even when they're protesting us against us on university campuses and, and downtown in London and New York and Sydney, Australia, within a couple of minutes, they just start shrieking about Jews. And they start attacking Jews everywhere, which is unique. You don't see if there's, you know, when the, if there's a war going on somewhere, you know, in this part of the world, they start attacking people somewhere else. Right. It's unique that all Jews become targets because ultimately the message is we're all on this. We don't hate Israel. We hate Jews. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah, it is. We, we, and the, and you can hide, you can deny it. The, the worst thing to do is be like the Kapos. You know, I'm going to be the guard of the Jewish guard that's going to beat the Jews even harder than the Nazis or the Ukrainian guards are doing. That'll like put me in good stead with them. Right. You know, that's what some Jews do. I'm not going to go into specific names, but there's Jews who are jumping on the other side because they're misguided, poorly educated, and they think somehow that's going to help them. Like I said, the capitals went to the same place as everyone else in Auschwitz and Treblinka and all other places. So, but that's really what it's about. It's ultimately the last final excuse that anti-Semitism is hiding behind. And that's why it's such a powerful wake-up call for so many Jews in the world. They are uncomfortable and they should be because the danger is real and it's going to really start increasing and you're going to see a big explosion of anti-Semitism. So the implications to the Jewish people is that we talked about a previous podcast, not not just standing up for people, but they have to they have to protect them. I really believe every Jewish. I'm I'm looking to get a gun. I mean, personally, I know you have a gun. I I uh, I moved to Israel four years ago. I think my wife's allowed to get one, and uh, we're we're going to get one. I, I, I we got to protect ourselves. Every Jewish have a gun. That's what I think. Every Jewish have. A gun. I know everyone does agree with me, but what else are you going to do? How else are you going to protect yourself? Yeah, we saw we saw very much in in, in Gaza how people were not armed. And we suffer the consequences. Yeah. All right. So that's the implications for the Jewish world. We have to, if we don't stop the battle now, so the battle's going to be taken to all, everywhere else, wherever we live in the world. And it's not going to stop with the Jews. They're going to go after the Christians. They're going to go after everybody else that is not, doesn't believe the same thing that they do. That's what they said. It's, in fact, one of the guys of Hamas said, this is not just a war for the Jews. This is a war for the entire world. Right. If we don't start believing that, that there's good and there's evil and we have to fight the evil, we don't fight the evil, we are all going to lose this world, become a very dark place. Well, by the way, that's very true, by the way. They say we're going we're to start with the Saturday people. That's us. Then we're going to the Sunday people. Right. But if I could just add one more thing, sure. which I think is really important, because if it's true that it's about anti-Semitism, then we got to make the next jump. Okay, what do we do about that? Keep explaining to people that we don't do all these things, yeah. that we didn't kill their... doesn't work. We've been no. here for thousands of years, no matter how much we explain... No. No matter how much we explain, it doesn't make a difference. So, so we have to understand, and I hate to do what's an entire class in a minute, but what ultimately drives anti-Semitism, we have been the Jewish people dragging humanity for thousands of years towards a vision of values based on one God and one absolute standard of morality and anti-Semitism, regardless of what excuse it hides behind, be it Christ killers or Palestinian baby killers, is just a rebellion against the national historic mission of the Jewish people to bring godliness into the world. 
Rav Chaim of Olajan had the best line. He said this 200 years ago, and it's sometimes the, the most powerful wisdom is the shortest. I always tell my students, put this on your refrigerator. All the big wisdom in my house is on my fridge. Yeah. It says, when Jews don't make Kiddush, Gentiles make Havdalah. It doesn't mean literally on Friday night, the cup of wine, you know, the world goes up to a higher spiritual level yes, yes. with a cup of wine on Friday night, and then we make Havdalah, the ceremony on Saturday night. We go down to the normal work a day week. No, we don't do Kiddush Hashem, and we don't live and act in a way, whether we're in Israel or outside Israel, that is godly and represents God and brings values into the world. Anyone knows physics, know that rule of physics, nature abhors a vacuum. Vacuums will be filled by something. Either we, the Jewish people, at the tip of this spear are going to fill the world with those values, yeah. value of life, peace, social practice, social responsibility, justice, education, all the things that come from God are going to be filled with the opposite. And when the opposite comes into the world, it comes after the Jews and it comes after Israel. My wife calls it the M&M. She has a whole class in this. It's called, it's called uh, mon- monotheism and morality. The M&Ms, monotheism and morality. And that's what we do because who doesn't like M&Ms? Anyway, thank you, Ken, for this episode of Living Clarity Podcast. We'll see you next time.